Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. It's a Wednesday. That means checking in from New Jersey, undisclosed location in New Jersey. It's J.C. Cole. Yes, I'm here. It is. It is Wednesday. Nothing to talk about today. Not much happened over the weekend. Well, <laughs> although the uh, the world the world is uh, still here, which we're happy about. Yeah, the world's yeah. going to be here. It's whether we're here to be a part of the world. That that part's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Earth's going to make it. <clears throat> Actually, on the farm, you know, Mother Nature is going to get it back in the end. Um, we're just borrowing at this time, and um, you know there's a there's a battle going on between the farmer and Mother Nature, and of course the farmer and the United States government. <laughs> it would be nice if we didn't have a two front war. <laughs> well, at least anyway. I know how to deal with Mother Nature. I don't always win, but I know how to deal with Mother Nature. Yeah, true. True. And, you know, and if you actually get in harmony with her, she's quite nice. Yeah. Treat you well. Right. I always, uh, I've done videos actually kind of poking fun of the people who say, I love nature. I just want to get out and spend, just live in nature. No, that's not true. You like nature on the days that are pleasant. You don't like nature because yeah. nature is not consistent. Nature is the most cruel thing ever created. And nature is an, an enabler, but also a taker. So you, you like nature when you want to see nature, not every day living in nature. Because if you were a cow, you'd be dead. Yes. And, um, there was a great book written a long, long time ago called The Jungle is Neutral. <laughs> nature is neutral. doesn't really care. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and what, what happens is we we have difficulty with change. You know, we like positive change, but not too much at too much at one time. Like you don't want to win the lottery because it generally destroys you financially. Um, but improving your cash flow is always nice. Um, <clears throat> but then again, you know those negative changes. You know we got some. You know we got some very serious issues such as the uh, magnetosphere is weakening. Mm-hmm. And and rather than try and figure it out, I mean, of course. It's just ludicrous to believe that it's about burping cows. Um, um, probably directly related to the sun. Um, but, uh, we're getting much higher amounts of UVA, UVB, UVC, and even gamma rays. And of course, we don't have any experience with what that will mean, except for it's, <laughs> except for it's going to be change. Um, and I think that's one of the big things that's coming in is that that, that changes, obviously, that changes the, um, the weather patterns. And as you see, the weather patterns changing, changes farming. And uh, that changes food production. And we're seeing that across the globe. Um, you know, and, and a lot of it comes down to food. But doesn't it all come down to food? Almost, 
Yeah. You know, when the pilgrims landed in Plymouth, they started a garden immediately. <laughs> it's like, um, and it's, it's about food. And now, now we're watching, I mean, just unbelievable things that the insanity, um, you know, here, here's one we're calling the, the Brandon blackout. <laughs> the Biden administration has, uh, Outlawed nearly all portable gasoline generators. Right, um, the crackdown comes uh, as the country faces increased risk of power outages. So, at the same time that our grid is getting very delicate and and um, and, and may collapse, like um, they're very concerned what's happening in Texas. Uh, our government is outlawing our uh, emergency response to it, and that's a portable gas generator. Now you got to think, how many portable gas generators are there related to, let's say, burping and farting cows? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's there's almost nothing. I mean, it's it's trivial. Yeah, it is trivial, um, but it, it's all about creating chaos. Because somebody yeah. told me out of chaos comes comfort or control. <laughs> yeah, out of chaos does not come comfort. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, well, yeah. it, is, it is comfortable if you don't want to pave your own way. You want to have somebody tell you what you're doing and, you know, maybe whip you once in a while. We, we outlawed slavery how- and now yet we try to create slaves every day. Yeah, you want to see comfort out of chaos, then watch The Road. <laughs> the Road? <laughs> the Road. Yes, it was, what, that, uh, what was his name? Migo, uh, not great actor, Migo Farnson or something like that. But watch The Road. It was on about 15 years ago. That is a scary movie. Because that is what can happen if we get a full EMP. What was that? predictive programming uh could have been could have been um but i i don't think it was as direct um you know and it's hard to say is this predictive programming or not yeah but, uh, so so you know just another beef uh, the secret service shut down the investigation of the cocaine found in the white house Okay. The IRS can find a missing $10 Starbucks receipt on your tax return, but the Secret (laughs) Service can't find who brought into the White House cocaine despite all visitors sign in and an expensive camera system. Right. I think we're being lied to. No, no, I I don't think we're being lied to at all. I think that we are being um, baited. Yes. And we're distracted. Yeah. Right. 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 And and of course, you know, getting along on that, the Department of Defense can't find twenty three billion dollars. Right. Actually, it's more like one hundred billion dollars in their budget. Right. They said they are not sure where it is. And I said, well, did you ever try a third party audit? And of course, George Bush Jr., uh, when he was president, could not find any weapons of mass destruction, even though we destroyed Iraq. Right. And the 9-11 investigation could not find any debris from two planes that destroyed three towers, right? And with the exception of one perfectly preserved passport of the main hijacker. Right. That's handy. 
yeah, oh, um, um, amazing. You know, there's no damage to the um, to the passport after it fell a few, you know, hundred feet uh, in an explosion of a plane when nothing else remained. Right? Stupid is what stupid does. I, I got to say that a year ago, when you and I start talking about how the United States and particularly the Bush cabal orchestrated the the nine eleven attack. Most people listening to us had to think, oh, my goodness, you guys are now off your rocker. I don't know anything, JC, in one year that has come full circle. And it's like common knowledge today. People just they don't want to really address it because it just goes against the core of what we've always believed. Correct. But it's pretty much common knowledge in my circle of people that they recognize that 9-11 is not what we were told it was. Not even close. You you cannot first of all you can't. There's almost there's only two ways that I know of as a structural engineer to drop a steel span building in ten seconds in its footprint. One is controlled demolition, and the other one may be some form of experimental um, energy devices that we don't know. Yeah, they just simply haven't told us, but we do know that they exist. Yeah. All right. And so here's another one that that came out of the blue from um, uh, RFK Jr. And, you know, he's making some good headlines. COVID-19. This is a quote. COVID-19 is targeting to attack Caucasians and black people. Kennedy said. Noting that there is some evidence that COVID-19 was a race specific bioweapon. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese. That's what RFK Jr. said, not mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Ashkenazi June, Jews, you mean like the Rothschilds and Rockefellers? And the Chinese, like the CCP, those guys? That's who no. he's talking about. Roll around. No. J.C. Cole, Trent Luce, we're back to give you more facts that you probably don't hear anywhere else other than right here. Absolutely. Speaking of power, we need electricity, and we have a resource called coal. 800 years of coal left in this country. It has been a reliable, affordable source of electricity that we have needed through the times. Now we're letting policymakers and bureaucrats eliminate our potential for reliable electricity. Lignite.com with full details about the people, the people that make it happen behind the scenes. Lignite.com. Uh, I, I said this on Across the Pond, and I'm going to just briefly say it here again. Because I actually know the guy. Um, I have, I believe now since, particularly since you've enlightened me on so many things in the last three years, that this script has been playing out probably most of my life to lead us to where we are in this nation and in this world today in 2023. And there's no doubt in my mind, the Obama eight years were scripted. It was scripted that Trump was supposed to come in, do what he did, and then he was going to get beat to create more chaos and then there's going to be overwhelming i've actually started taking um wagers on what day there will be an exit plan for joe biden i'm calling it now september 11th seems like the most appropriate day he's going to have something just you know it's going to overtake him 
And all that script is playing out, except there's a guy named Robert F. Kennedy Jr. who's jumped into the fray and is screwing up their plan. And now they can't figure out what to do about it. So what they do is they they lash out at a guy, who a family, who they've always thought was on their side. And they don't know how to handle him. Right. Right. And uh, I think he did quite well in his conversation with some of the senators. And, um, you know, this is, this is basically, you know, we're getting to watch what's happening. There's a battle going on. Um, one is for our country and two is for, uh, I would say humanity, mm-hmm. you know, um, I agree. Right. And, um, and we've, we've, you know, only so much that we can do ourselves. Uh, I would have never um, guessed JC that day in May, I think it was May of 2022, 2002, when I pulled up in the urinal next to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., that it would be instrumental in where we're at today in the world. But it has been. (laughs) I don't know if you know that old story, but it was in Northfield, Minnesota. It was my first experience to what we're talking about here. And he was, I couldn't believe the things he was saying. And I was furious. So instead of confronting him, I saw him. He was being completely bombarded with people glad handing him and everything else, but he went in the bathroom. So I thought, ah, here's going to be an opportunity to talk to him. And I did. Right. The, the, the universe works in mysterious ways. It does. It literally does. (laughs) It does. I mean, it put you and me together. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so some, you know, it's like, um, it, if we we just look at things, we've got to sometimes look at it look, and look how bad it is, and then balance ourselves out. Um, I wanted to touch on the rule of threes real quickly. Um, this is from the preppers. You know that you have basically three minutes um uh, to live without breathable air. Um, you can um uh, you can survive three hours in harsh environments like extreme cold or 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 heat without um, some form of um, shelter. And you can survive three days without drinkable water. Well, so the one, and uh, you survive about three weeks without um, food. So um, the real issue there for us to focus on is is the three days of drinkable water. And you got to have a decent water filter in case things break. Um, again, we say 87% of Americans are on municipal water and that's controlled with electricity and chemicals and they can stop at any time. And, uh, one of the, probably the greatest killer of humanity is waterborne disease. Yeah, it is. Actually, I know the numbers. It's 40 million people a year. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, a lack of potable water is is a very high probability so having a decent water filter and there's a bunch out there you can just you know time out time out 40 million abortions a year 4.2 million people die from some water related incident a year i had to get my fours straight you're on the threes i'm on the fours but it's i still can't get my mind around that many abortions globally but it's 4.2 million people a year die from some water related issue. That's, that's now. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And and if our systems break, if you read the document put out by the American Trucking Associations, when trucks stop, it's it's titled "When Trucks Stop, America Stops." You know, it will show that um, most cities will run out within, I think, three weeks of uh, chemicals needed to um, uh, to cleanse the water, their water purification systems. And you know, that means you're going to get all kinds of stuff in your water um, if it's still working. So you better have a really good water filter. Um, and there are a bunch out there. Um, uh, I think the more expensive one is the Big Berkey. It's about $400 now. And you can have a little one down to, which I carry in my car, called uh, the Sawyer Mini, which is about $20. Listen, if you can't afford $20 to make sure you have clean water, um, yeah, yeah, you've got other troubles. Um, But, uh, yeah, so I just want to touch off on that, right? Because we are literally walking down a knife's edge on a nuclear incident between NATO, the United States, and Russia. Um, Anybody paying attention to what's happening in Eastern Europe um, uh, knows that it's, it's, uh, the tensions are rising, the chess game is being played. Uh, The U.S. just sent the nuclear-powered uh, USS Tennessee with 20 Trident intercontinental ballistic missiles uh, to uh, to the UK. So that's in the European uh, arena. Uh, Cuba announced, uh, if this is correct, it's hard to and it's hard to verify. Um, Cuba announces it's ready to accept Russian missiles as the Russian Navy arrives 90 miles from the U.S. coast. So. You know, NATO had... Didn't renamed, we have this the last time we had a Kennedy on the national scene in a presidential race? Um, yeah, we did. Missiles in Russia or in Cuba? Missiles in Cuba. And that's um, and uh, these uh, today's missiles are a bit faster. So, yeah, I'm wondering why they got to worry about Cuba. <laughs> they can they'll put them in... I mean, you know... Leningrad. We've had, um, oh, well, Kaliningrad is actually, the, the Kaliningrad is a little uh, part of Russia that's separated from Russia, but much closer to Europe and can literally hit uh, London in less than seven minutes um, if, it, if, it, if things go south. And, and, and so we're, we're watching this that, okay, people might complain that how dare Russia puts missiles in Cuba, while NATO has reneged on everything they said and are trying to put missiles on the Russian border. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, okay, who's the aggressor here? Right? Now there is a drone attack on Moscow, um, a, another one, and that, you know, uh, you know, the Ukrainians don't make drones. So where'd they get the drone? Okay. And I'll tell you, it's, you know, the, uh, you have a, um, let's say an expensive drone, um, maybe $50,000, and you can take out, you know, a multi-million dollar 
um, uh, a refinery without any problem. And 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 so just tell us where we're going to be if we lose our refineries. And people well, just aren't aren't. But don't don't you think that, that's two. part of the issue? And what we do every week, JC, is that everybody's kind of sitting back saying, when's that big boom going to happen? I'm more worried about what is happening incrementally that we point out week after week with this infrastructure going down, the infrastructure for food, the infrastructure for fuel, the infrastructure for transportation. When it goes down little by little, people just don't pay attention. If you had a big boom, it would get everybody's attention. That's the that's the boiling of the frog. You know, yeah. they're just, you know, just turning it up a little bit, a little bit. It's it's a death from a thousand cuts. And then all of a sudden you realize by the time you realize it, you don't have the ability to do anything. So so uh, the, the president of Belarus, which is a small country right next to Russia and Latvia and Lithuania, has um, gotten permission from um, the assembly uh, to... Um, the power to send military abroad, which basically means the Belarusian army can leave Belarusia officially. Now, what's not known by many is there's this small corridor um, between Latvia. Uh, no, uh, I'm sorry. We're, um, JC, Lithuania. we're going to have to pick it up with a small corridor when we get back with more roll route second half just ahead. Just like J.C. Cole's father, we need to show thanks and appreciation and our honor to the military veterans of this nation, everyday men and women who have created the opportunity for us to maintain this freedom. The Wall of Honor is one of those avenues that gets that done. TheWallOfHonor.org. Once again, TheWallOfHonor.org. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole joining us from Belarus. Oh, he's just vicariously living in Belarus. He's in New Jersey. Yes. So, All right. So, so, so back to your Belarus story. There's a little, there's a little country that lays close to uh, Latvia. Yes. This, uh, Belarus is on uh, borders Latvia, Lithuania, and Russia. Now, what happens is a part of Russia which was taken by uh, the Soviets during World War II from the uh, Nazi Germans, is known as Kaliningrad, is actually a separate land mass from Russia itself and is on the Baltic Sea. And that's uh, that's small. I'm guessing it's about the size of uh, maybe Rhode Island. And that is where their Baltic fleet, their navy is. So they, um, so Russia does not touch Kaliningrad. They have an agreement to deliver supplies across Belarus, which is Russian friendly, and Lithuania, which used to be Russian friendly but is not. So that's a forty-mile strip that is the border of um, Poland and and Lithuania called the Suwalki Gap. And that's one of the main supplies to the Russian Baltic fleet. So right now, Lukashenko has the permission from his um, his assembly to send uh, military abroad 
And he also has the Wagner Group with uh, tens of thousands of military guys. And he also has nuclear weapons. So it's quite tense that if things can go wrong, the Belarusians will go up uh, against the Lithuanians and the, um, the Poles and take uh, the Swalki Gap. Um, and these are, this, this is what's playing out. At the same time, there's rumors. And remember, I said, when we're at war, you can't ignore rumors that the, um, the largest submarine is the Belgorod, which the Russians have, has been deployed. And we have three nuclear subs sitting off our east coast with Poseidon torpedoes, which are reportedly cannot be stopped. Right? And they create uh, tsunamis that can take out um, coastal cities. This is the position we're in right now. Um, and um, of course, you know, uh, most of the U.S. government is just ignoring it. And we have the uh, uh, dog and pony show going on on um, where a little bag of cocaine came from. Um, and then you just add to the, the just an incredible amount of is- issues. Like India has recently announced it's banning the export of all non-Basmati uh, white rice which is something like, I don't know, what, 10 to 20% of the rice supplied to the world that uh, uh, the Indians are no longer going to uh, to export. And rice is one of the main food for a substantial amount of, of, of the world. Um, so we're seeing, again, a, a, a death from a thousand cuts in all different ways. Um and um, it doesn't seem like, you know, that the U.S. government is doing much about anything except making it worse. So uh, we talked about India and rice yesterday with J.C. Or JC Cole. Do you know that guy? Jay Truitt and Andrew Henderson. Yeah. And Andrew and I briefly talked about it again today on Across the Pond. So now I've looked it up. Because I should have looked it up yesterday, but I didn't. Rice is a food staple for more than 3.5 billion people on Earth. In case you, you need a fraction uh, mentor, there's 8 billion people on Earth. So that's a full one yeah. over. That's like 40% of the world's food Correct. staple is rice. And 20% of the supply comes from India. So that's not hard to do that math, J.C., no, it's it's not hard to do. And now, now, but for us paying attention, first says rice is still relatively cheap for Americans. Um, I don't know what a bag is, you know, because the price changed in the last week. Possibly, it used to be uh, a year ago. It used to be fifty pounds was twenty dollars. Then it was fifty pounds is thirty dollars. That's still one pound. I mean, one fifty pound bag of rice will feed one man for one month. That's a number. And of course, you can add almost anything to rice and 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 make it tasty. But there are two others that you should pay attention to um, of foods, and that's beans, because you can get a fifty-pound bag of beans and lentils. And then, in general, Americans don't eat lentils. 
Um, but it's an incredible food. Um, and it has protein and vitamins that rice does not have. Right. And, um, you know, you can, you can, uh, look into lentils. I, I actually, I, I am, I just got a price on lentils. It was about, uh, uh, a 50 pound bag of lentils would be about $40. What we, we so can do in the U S uh, lentil production phase, which by the way, takes place in the Northern great plains. Would you like to guess uh, who determines how profitable the lentil producers are each year? You got me. India. <laughs> yes. Well, the, the number of peas and lentils that are, are planted are basically geared towards how much export to India is projected. Right. So we can, you can store lentils for a very long time. If you get on, I, I think there's a company called U Line, um, the yep. capital U dash line, and you can get a very large mylar bags that a 50 pound bag will fit in. And then you just get some oxygen absorbers and you stuff them in there and you seal that bag and then you put it in a, like a, a, a tote. Uh, to keep the mice and the rats away. Um, and um, you can store a good amount of food for a long time. Um, and I, I recommend everybody doing that. I'm doing that. Um, so that, uh, you know, push comes to shove, you have rice, beans, and lentils. Right. I, I haven't for a while, but I have spoken, um, not only just spoken for, I've done a lot with the Northern Plains Pulse Growers, and they just don't get any attention. And a lot of people in the livestock business somehow think that they're competition. They're not because of the protein that you talked about. There's just, you, you can't be um, pigeonholed into one one food supply because then you're vulnerable. Of course not. Yeah. And that's that's the whole thing. Um, you 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 want uh, uh, many different choices. You don't you want redundancy, especially for us on energy. You can't have one and water. You can't have one source and then have that dry up. Otherwise, you're in deep deep trouble. Um, so so uh, you know that that's about where we're at. Um, uh, right now, uh, it, it, it's very clear that there's an attack on food production around the world and that some um, uh, different factors of world governments are trying to provoke uh, World War III. And, and, um, and of course, uh, if, if we lose our electric grid, which is unfortunately easy to do, especially during war, uh, the majority of us can't even pump water or get water so i I can't get a clear grasp on you know every day we're barraged with this information about russia's attacking again today there's a news story out from one of the major media news sources that the number of ukrainian soldiers coming into hospitals is causing a problem because there's no room in the hospitals and yet it looks to me like life pretty much goes on in the ukraine like normal we have elected officials flying in and out of there like it's a vacation destination to go see the sites 
they obviously still have an infrastructure of electricity. Clearly, there's some potable water that's there. So uh, two and two doesn't equal four in this situation, JC. Well, we're, yeah, I agree with that. We're not being uh, reported to re- really everything that's going on. But I think that there's certain parts of Ukraine that are in, in deep trouble and, and other parts of the Ukraine are, are functioning. And there's also rumors that, um, you know, that Russia's supplying Ukraine the gasoline or the uh, oil needed for them to fight. Um, I mean, just crazy pieces of information and you're trying to make sense of it. Um, but, you know, again, it comes to you know, finding a piece of information and proving it and, put, and, and and paying attention to it, such as, you know, such as uh, the Biden administration now outlaw, uh, trying to outlaw gas stoves and and gas heating and now gas generators. Um, and a lot of all the information is pointing to a massive one depopulation agenda and to a control agenda, mm-hmm. you know, which fits right in with, um, with the United Nations uh, 2030 agenda. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, and people need to wake up and get ready to fight, fight back. Well, um, yeah. and fighting back first stops with what everything you've been talking about from day one. Prepare yourself, yeah. your community, your family for what's to come. Have that supply right. of food. Have that garden. By the way, my potato harvest is going fantastic. I got, I just did five plants the other day because I needed a, a supply of potatoes for our cream can. You ever had a cream can? No. Fabulous. And we had a cream can yesterday mm. at the fair, but my potato crop is nice i'll take that over rice any day just saying we're back for the last segment of roll out jc cole after this three additionally we're going to use beef in that cream can certified piedmontese here's the deal you don't need to put certified piedmontese in a steam cooker you know the cream can concept is incredible it just creates this steam and it, it makes things tender but here's the deal Certified Piedmontese is the most tender beef on the planet. You don't need to put it in a cream can because the Piedmontese breed possesses this myostatin gene times two, which is ultimately responsible for tenderness. It's not about manipulating anything. It's about identifying the cattle that have this gene that generate. It doesn't really generate tenderness directly. It's an indirect effect because it doesn't regulate muscle growth. That's how it works. You all you care about is how does it taste. You find out. And call Trent a liar or true story. CertifiedPiedmontese.com. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside JC Cole. Do you know what a cream can is? I do not know what a cream can is. So it started as you take an old milk can, literally an old milk can. And now they make aluminum ones that are much safer and, and uh, more user-friendly, so to speak. But you take a, a, an old milk can, you put your long-cooking vegetables on the bottom. So yesterday we had some uh, sweet corn that I broke into thirds and put on the bottom. And then I put my potatoes, and then I dumped cabbage and some uh, small carrots. And then we took uh, chunks of, of a Polish sausage and my 
pork burgers and put that on top. And then you put it underneath some sort of a heat source. Fortunately, I've got uh, Smisky Welding from Holdridge who supplies me with all I need for supplying the heat source. And it's like an old turkey fryer. And you light that puppy. And, oh, key ingredient, we put six cans of Keystone Light on there because, in this case, you want something cheap, not something good. And I refuse to contribute to any Budweiser products. So you put six cans of Budweiser in there, or excuse me, of uh, Keystone Light in there, whatever brand you want. And then you light the fire. And after about yesterday, I lit the fire at 11.03. I had a little too hot because the lid blew off at one point in time. (laughs) But you light the fire at 11.03. I lit the fire. And then there's a little hole in the top of the cream can, which lets the steam come out. You're just creating a steam and you're cooking all of this stuff in there. Once you see steam, they tell you that 30 minutes you'll be able to dump this can and begin eating. It's a great thing. We had a big community feed and gathering. You should try it. You know, out here in the East, we call that a crock pot and soup. It's the same. I don't know if you've ever heard of a crock pot. It's the same concept as a crock pot, only you do it with your friends. And when it's 100 degrees, you can just all sweat together, eat potatoes from this crock pot, and make sure your body temperature is at at least 122. <laughs> Got it. So it's, uh, it's, um, it's our fourth segment. Uh, and, uh, of course, we, we look at what happens in history uh, this week of significance and so the one that keeps popping up, July the 26th, 1377, in Dubrovnik, Croatia, for those who don't know where Dubrovnik is, um, passes the example of quarantine um, by saying newcomers uh, from plagued areas have to be isolated for 30 days, which later changed to 40 days, which is where quarantine comes from as quattro in, in Italian. Um, but so they would, um, you had to be quarantined for 40 days during the Black Black Death. And of course, this is of great concern because um, that's the bubonic plague, and we know it's already in America, and we know it's being held in check with uh, antibiotics, and we know that if we have a, a war with China, our antibiotic supply uh, gets hampered and gets shut down. So those, those now you can deal with this um, with herbs if you know what to do, but you better have those herbs in, in check and in control and planted already. Um, it's actually known as, uh, what's it called? Um, oh, it'll come to me in a second. Um, so so that was one. Then August 27th, 1866, the first transatlantic telegraph cable was laid down, which is pretty interesting to think about. So that was just, uh, what, 160 years ago that they put, they put in a cable across the Atlantic, uh, so that we could have, uh, more direct, um, uh, direct communications with the Europeans. By the way, it's called Thebes oil. I'm sorry. Thieves oil is a combination, I think, of five herbs and spices that um, um, basically battled um, the bubonic plague. You can you can do a search and 
fine and still it's still sold and then here's an interesting one which you guys scratch your head about july 27th 1953 north korea and the united states sign an armistice to stop fighting well that's a truce so it's now was it 70 years and we're in a truce with north korea um, it, it's like they're holding that deliberately in place and not not uh not moving it forward to um some form of um you know ending of the war right so technically we're still at war with north korea um and of course of course you know they they're using that as the boogeyman every once in a while recently this week north Korea sending missiles out over over Japan, um, you know, and you, you got to wonder what you know. What's the big picture going on here? Um, it, uh, I mean, none of it makes any sense to me because if you're a student of history at all, no matter what the war was, nobody wins. They may declare a winner, but nobody wins. Every, there's carnage everywhere. And at the end of the day, what does it do other than reduce population? That's all it does. I, th- I think so. Um, and unfortunately, we have some very nasty looking things coming um, on reducing population. I don't know if you picked up that blurb on, um, uh, was it um, the basketball player's son who uh, um, uh, looked LeBron James' son, who is 18 years old, and obviously in very good uh, physical uh, condition playing basketball for his university, uh, had a heart attack. No, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, and, um, you know, and you know, it's admitted that he had the vaccine. Ronnie James has a heart attack at 18. Even, even Elon Musk questioned it you know and uh and then they start to look start to look at somebody who does a a statistical analysis of the amount of heart damage and cancer related to the vaccines um and stunning and of course we get right back to population decrease uh depopulation agenda um and uh you know all things that we need are under attack energy Food, water, um, medicine, uh, money. <laughs> it, but I'm I'm still yes. hung up on your thieves oil because I'm intrigued by that. We have moved. Oh, medicine, all modern medicine is is a derivative of something that God gave us in nature that we figured out how to use in the right amount. I mean, antibiotics come from bacteria in the soil. I mean, that's where they originate. The history of thieves oil, which is really now intriguing. Now you got me intrigued by this thieves oil because the concoction was created by a group of four thieves and grave robbers to protect themselves while contracting the plague. So they didn't contract the plague from robbing bodies from graves. <laughs> correct. Correct. I mean, the story goes that, um, you know, when, when the Black Plague hit, you know, the, the municipality would mark the house as this is dangerous. Oh, right. the plague is, 
And then all of a sudden they find that people are robbing it. And of course, at that time, um, this is how the story is that uh, if you got caught robbing, um, it was in basically death. You got, you got sent to the gallows. <laughs> um, so they finally catch these guys. And of course, the guys are now, you know, uh, changing their underwear because they're very upset. They know they're going to die. And the, and the administration goes, listen, no, you're not going to die. We're not going to kill you. We just want you to answer one question. Well, you're not catching um, um, the plague. And they go, oh, uh, yeah, well, we're uh, spice merchants. And uh, and uh, we put this combination together of these different spices. I think there are five. Not, I think spices I can name in them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, um, and uh, that's a mixture of antibiotics and builds the immune system. So they let the guys go. I don't know. Rumors were they went on to lead maybe a few of the governments. That's a joke. (laughs) Right. So. All right. Two minutes. Yeah. The, um, you know, the only thing I can say is you just got to prepare, you know, um, get the books. There to prepare and and uh, 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 when technology fails, uh, because it gives you a great great head start on what to do, um, and uh, have you know have food, have water, have the ability to protect yourself. Um, you know, there's another blurb that uh, um, our inner cities, uh, Democrats run the most crime-ridden cities in the United States, out uh, of uh, the top most violent of places. Uh, 20 most violent places are run by 17 are run by, by Democrats of the three <laughs> um, that are not run by Democrats. They were run by, by Democrats, but our inner cities are going to explode. You know, all you have to do is, you know, have um, the collapse of the um, financial system or the um, EBT cards, the food stamps, and then maybe a power blackout or, or here or there. And, and our inner cities are going to explode besides, besides the fentanyl um, um, attack, I would call it. Yeah. Um, that's killing our inner killing, killing our youth. It's not only our inner cities. We've talked about this. You know, we've got a full attack going on. We've got a full attack going on our military age men. People just don't realize it. And that will be where we end it on another Wednesday with J.C. Cole. I'm Trent Luce. We've successfully journeyed down the path connecting food producers to food consumers. All roads do lead to a roll route with peas, lentils, potatoes, rice, and beef. Let's talk about the Free Soil Coalition, freesoil.com. Kelly and I have been named this past weekend. We're named the executive directors. It's all about property rights. Free soil was the free soil party of the mid-1840s when Martin Van Buren was the presidential nominee. He did not get it, but he got 10% of the vote. That was pretty significant for a third party. And the free soil concept is that we should be able to own land without the cumbersome taxation that the government has put into place. The Free Soil Party also believed that if we allowed the federal government to put in place a control over the central bank, that ultimately we wouldn't be able to maintain our own 
monetary value. Hmm. See why the Free Soil Coalition is important? FreeSoil.com for details and check out my substack, FreeSoil.com. FreeSoilCoalition.com. <laughs>